Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Cubs lose to the Mets 11-2 to start out their road trip out in Queens. First of a three-game set with the Mets after a great homestand where the Cubs won three out of four against the then first-place Reds and then two out of three against the best team in the National League, the Braves. The Cubs go out to New York. And what did we get? <laughs> a rough game for Drew Smiley, a two-plus-hour rain delay, and a whole lot of nothing. The good news is, fellas, I'm winning the Mega Millions on Tuesday. Billion and a half. So is this everything will be better? You're never gonna come back after that? If I win the if I win the Mega Millions, <laughs> I will not be back. <laughs> I'll be on a beach for the rest of my life. Someday anyway. That's also the other good news. Yeah, this one uh, stunk. Yeah, this is the best way to put it, right? This was a. Uh, this is one we'll forget about in the next two weeks. Help by if they win tomorrow, I'll forget about this one. This was the worst. At least lo- you hope so, right? Like, yeah. You hope you're able to forget about this one in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. We, had, we had all the good vibes built up from a great homestand and great numbers. People joining in on the live chat, watching the show, joining in on the fun. This was one of the worst games of the year. Not just the result of the game, but then the rain delay and went on forever. Uh, Brendan with a super chat saying, I still can't believe Smiley went eight perfect innings this year. Hmm. I was seven, but yeah, I was thinking they had a, that he had a perfect game going. It's hard to believe it's the same guy in the same season. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think I said it on pregame or maybe I said it on a previous show where Smiley was starting the first two months of the year, it, he, his, the, his season started, he had his very first start of the year, he was, was not great in Cincinnati. Everyone freaked out, and then he went on this unreal stretch from that moment on mm-hmm. until the very end of May. I think his very last start in May, he gave up five runs, and then since then, he's not been good. So honestly, it's been since the beginning of June, if, if you don't count the very last start in May. But the guy was, yeah, he pitched unreal, for after that first start in Cincinnati and it was clutch because Tyone wasn't pitching well so like he's to me he has earned a, the the run that he's been given during this this bad stretch for sure but to me considering the Cubs are trying to make the playoffs and we're in August I think that he's on the hot seat as one might say like I don't. I don't really know if they have a better option. I. I know he's a veteran arm, left-handed pitcher. He's shown to be very good at certain times, but I mean, he was he was great those two months, and then you knew the regression was going to come because he is who he is. We know who he is. It's not like he's some young guy who's going out there f- as a flamethrower or anything. He's built his career off what he is. And he's already pitched as many innings almost as the career high that he's had. In, I was going to say, I wonder if it's fatigue. Right. Like, I think at this point, you know, I, I could go without seeing another start. I think Wesneski has been great as a, as a bullpen arm. Maybe Assad is the guy you go with and do a piggyback role with Smiley and Wesneski. I, I don't know. You want to give – I'd love to give Jordan Wicks a try or, you know – Ben Brown, I know they just put him on the the like the minor league injured list. Maybe it's for an innings limit situation, so I don't know if they would do that. I I I don't know. I the only thing that I will give Drew Smiley is that the guy has experience. He won the World Series with the Braves in 2021. He has proven to be on successful teams. The Cubs got to get him right. I think he's more effective at this point out of the bullpen or in a piggyback role like I said. If he's able to give you three or four innings yep. and use the ass man or Wesneski as, as the piggyback, I, I don't know. Maybe Wesneski should be the guy that should be getting these starts. He's a, someone that we feel like should be in the – he started the year in the rotation. He had some struggles. He's been good out of the bullpen, though. Do I, wanna, do I want to mess with that? No, personally, I don't. So I, that's why I don't mind that scenario of Smiley, Assad, and – Wesneski like piggyback rolls or something maybe Killian's part of that too I I, I don't know is that's kind of the thing 
the situation, it's like, okay, Smiley's not been great, but who else do you have that you can rely on? Like, sure, again, Jordan Wicks has high upside. He's a first-round pick in 2021. He hasn't made his major league debut yet, and it's August. The games matter too much to really throw a guy out there and see what happens, in my opinion. Like, so I don't I don't know. I Wesneski might be the the one that I feel like if you're going to give like put him in the rotation and let him go, fine. But I'm still going to ex- I'm still going to expect the highs and lows of that experience, which that's basically what we've gotten out of Drew Smiley all year too. So how much are you really changing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so you mentioned Smiley's first his first 10 games uh had a 2.60 ERA that was in through May 23rd. Um, he had a bad start to end May, as you mentioned. He actually had three solid, not great, but three solid starts uh, in his first four June starts. Um, but overall, like those last, so he had 10, yeah, the, the first 10 starts. Um, and then you go through his next 12, and he's at a, those next 12, he had a 6.75 ERA. That was going into tonight, and he mm. went, what, it was seven earned seven earned runs over five. some amount five of innings. innings seven yeah. earned run eight eight hits and yeah. then five earned runs so seven earned runs five innings pitch um his era is over five it's 505 right now yeah. uh, it's been a it's been a rough stretch for him he's had like i said a few good games in that stretch um but just not consistently and i think um you know after the last start he had at home that was that big comeback you know, in his favor and it wasn't like you know he obviously talked about the offense coming through bullpen doing well for him um but even asking him like how he felt about his start he just kind of said like more of the same like it's more of the same they're still working on things but can't like kind of get that consistency going and can't find what he had earlier in the year and this is just another example of it that he hasn't been able to find the consistency mm-hmm that made him really good the first 10 starts of the season that got him seven perfect innings against the Los Angeles Dodgers at some point in time mm-hmm. like I, I don't you know it's hard to they have all their 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 pitch data and, and you know the pitch lab obviously is just kind of a, an idea um, <laughs> but they have all the pitch data in there you know Tommy Hadovy and Daniel Mosquez like they're they're gonna work and in, in, in between starts and, and keep trying to identify how to find that consistency again but they're not finding it and it's been a while and so i'm, I'm kind of with you in that you know he had those two outings the uh were they both against st louis or one was against what was it the when he came out of the the bullpen when he when um i think Fulmer yeah, started there was one. an opener he had an Fulmer opener, started opener. one against when st louis at home mm-hmm. and then was started the other one against st louis on the road the first one was not great, but in the second one, he had four and a third inning, uh, one earned run, and it yeah. looked like, hey, like maybe he had found a little something, right? And yeah. then he's had two. He gave up one run in that in those four and two thir- or four and a third innings, and it was literally the first batter, yeah, Lars Newbar, who had a solo homer, and then he was fine after that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I, like he, it felt like maybe it turned a little bit of a corner, and then now yeah. we've had back to back starts where it's as he said more of the same but he just hasn't found that consistency yeah. I, I'm he's been giving up too many homers because like even I, tonight I he was like it's not even that he was incredibly bad it was like giving up homers in the wrong at the wrong time with guys on base Pete Alonzo you know yeah. like and I don't what it was, was it two of the first three hits were home runs that he yeah, gave something like I mean, that yeah. the long ball absolutely you know, killed the him the hits like, he's given up are, are going over the fence and like you know, it was three nothing after the first inning, and listen, this team, this Cubs team, has made comebacks all, the last I mean, two, three weeks. But he, still, like he still had a thirty-two percent whiff rate tonight. Like mm-hmm. he was missing bats, well, not like amazingly or anything, but that's that's a that's a good whiff rate right there. So he was still missing bats. It's just like yeah, it's kind of when he's he's missing his spots or he's leaving a little too much over the plate. A guy like Pete Alonso is going to take advantage of it, right? Yeah. So yeah, I. I struggle to say that the the Cubs need to take him out of the rotation because it's like at that point Steele's your only lefty. There's people that are concerned about Steele's, you know, innings innings low or his workload so far this season. Gary said it in the chat, and I agree they're going to have to skip him at some point just to give him a little bit of a rest. So then you're going, yeah. So then you're going lefty list. I mean, you talk about Hayden, but Hayden's had his specific struggles as a starter. Um, Javier Assad's had a really good run, but it's also been in more 
lower leverage, multi-inning type roles. And he gave you a solid start Saturday against the Braves. Um, but you don't really know if he's going to be able to keep that up consistently. Uh, as you said, there's not like a whole boatload of options at this point in the season. And, and I think Smiley, you know, he's a veteran. He's pitched for some good teams, as you mentioned, the Braves, uh, one in 2021. I think he pitched out of the bullpen in that postseason run, but um, you know, had hey, he had a role in there. Um, you know, I, I I know they're going to do what they can to try to turn things around for him, get him back somewhere close to where he was in the past. Um, but it's also like, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say he take him out and put Hayden Wisniewski or Javier Assad or bring up Ben Brown or bring up Jordan Wicks because those guys are all very young pitchers. I, one who we've seen uh, real struggles this season, specifically while he was in the rotation, and Wisniewski, Assad you don't know about, and then you're putting, especially depending on where, like what the, the situation is that you're putting some of these guys in, who they're facing. Mm-hmm. Like I saw some people talking about bringing up um, it, uh, maybe I forgot who people were talking about. But bringing someone up from AAA to make their debut on Saturday against the Braves, you're asking so much from a rookie starter to go in and, and pitch against the Braves. Um, you know that's obviously the, the the Braves are the best team in the National League. The Mets aren't as good as them, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and the Cubs have a little bit of a softer schedule for the next few weeks. But I'm you know I'm just kind of working my way around the fact that like. I can see where people are coming from as far as like wanting Smiley to not be in the rotation, but I also can't see a much better alternative that forces him out. It's just kind of where I'm at. Like the best outcome right now is just Drew Smiley figuring something out and turning it around because it has been a pretty long stretch of, of inconsistency. And I, I can't see any of these younger guys or I can't say confidently any of these younger guys are going to come in and and um, you know replace Smiley and pitch way better than him mm-hmm. because for the most part they're unproven. Right. Drew Smiley's a veteran. He's had success in the past. He's had success for a long stretch this year. I think your best outcome is him figuring something out mm-hmm. and helping out on this stretch run because that's I think you know, the best outcome, really the only outcome for the Cubs if they're going to make this run at a postseason spot and yeah. Fangraphs now has them up over 50% for a chance to make the postseason when they were, you know, dead in the water for all of us uh just several weeks ago, but Drew Smiley is still an important piece because as Gary and some people in the chat have said, you are going to need to skip this a start I think for Steele at some point. You're going to need that depth. He's going to have maybe it's the piggyback thing Cody was talking about. I like the idea of Assad starting the game and then bringing in Smiley or Wesneski starting and bringing in Smiley. The thing that has to happen isn't Smiley getting it right. The thing that has to happen is Strowman coming back and getting it right. Yeah. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a run for the postseason, you need Strowman to go back to being the guy that carries the innings and and can be the piggyback mm-hmm. off of Steele. You need you need the one two punch, and then you need Tyone. You need you need your three guys now to pitch like your three yeah. top pitchers the rest of the season. The four and five, you're going to get some bad games every once in a while, mm-hmm. and it, there have been way too many of them for Drew Smiley lately. We talked about the potential of this even before he made the start in in the pregame show. So I'm I'm close to the point where I'd like to see him in the bullpen, but. To me, the most important thing is not Smiley getting it right. It really is. This well, hi- yeah. this highlights how important getting Strowman yeah. healthy and right yeah. is I, for this team Vic- if they're going to go somewhere. Victor is says that Hayden was better than Smiley is now when Hayden was in the rotation. Hayden was Nesky had a five five one ERA as a starter this season. So, no, um, that's not true. <laughs> He's he the the as I'm saying is the option is not. I'm not as confident. Mm-hmm. I can't say with any confidence Hayden will be better because from the sample that we have of him as a starter this season, he has not been better mm-hmm. than Drew Smiley, and that's and, where I'm coming from. And and I'm I I honestly agree with it because I'm a type of guy if, that's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And with Hayden Wisniewski, yeah, he had a, a few okay starts. He I, the one start I can think of where I was like, oh, this guy has a future being a starter was against the Marlins back in early May at Wrigley Field. He was great that start, but 
overall as a starter, Mm -hmm. it's been up and down and, you know, just he didn't take the role. When Kyle Hendricks was able to come back, he didn't he he just hadn't done enough to to earn to keep that spot. They sent him back to Iowa, worked on some things, and he's came back and been great in the bullpen. Why why change that? You know what I mean? Like especially considering they didn't go get a left-handed reliever, and especially because the bullpen's been taxed anyway. Mm-hmm. And that and that, I was going to say that about Smiley tonight. He should have been done after 5. And I think in a in a regular situation if the bullpen wasn't taxed, I don't think David Ross would have thrown him back out there for that sixth inning. And that's why he ended up giving up seven instead of five. It's still bad. It's still not great. I'm just saying that the Cubs were down five to two at that point. But that was very – when he put sent him back out there for the sixth inning with already over – I think he had 85 pitches and he already given mm-hmm. up five runs, it was very telling of how he felt about the bullpen that tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I can't, bl- I can't blame Drew Smiley for that. All I'm saying is that that's why, you know, anyone who was talking about, oh, like a lot of people were in the CHO Cubs Twitter mentions whenever I w- would send tweets related to like Smiley's struggles, they're all saying, oh, Wesneski should have pitched or Assad should have pitched this and that. Well, Wesneski pitched on Friday and Assad pitched on Saturday. You weren't going to get any more innings out of them than you did that's your Smiley tonight. Right? Like, yeah, and that's and why that Killian was got the, the unfortunate call. part about the rain delay happening when it did is that yes. Killian came out, yes. threw five pitches, and then had to sit for two hours. Like there was, yeah. He wasn't going to go back in that game. Right. That was the unfortunate part because well, like, he looked fine, five pitches to get out of that jam, and then – uh, I think he, he gave up one run because of the double play, right, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. But, like, took him five pitches to get out of there. Out of a bases loaded, no yeah, out situation. Right? And you're hoping yeah. that he's going to at least carry you a few more innings. Mm-hmm. Maybe Palencia comes in or whatever. Um, but like, hope, hopefully, from the Cubs' perspective, Killian carries you for a couple more innings. And then he's done after five pitches because they have yeah. to sit for two hours. Like that's That was the unfortunate part of, of when that happened because it – basically one guy that they brought up as far as uh to bring a little bit of relief to the bullpen burned him because yeah. he because of when the rain delay happened go ahead luke jack oh. yelling at us because we're not letting you talk <laughs> jack's fine uh <laughs> brendan says uh the pitch doctor says that barnhart threw really really well too. gave up his first gave up run, run. Yeah. Here's the, do the i don't bit. i don't want to say that i don't want to feel like i'm sugarcoating the struggles of Drew Smiley like we can all we can all see it like he's not the guy that he was early in the season so yes he does need to get it right Stroman is number one tomorrow you see number two for me Tyone like the the way you a way a, a team can have someone like Smiley struggle and still survive is now the guy that was supposed to be that number two or number three on this team steps into that role and, and finally earns it and and takes it so to me Tyone and he's been a guy that's been trending in the right direction mm-hmm. in my eyes like Smiley's been going this way and Tyone's been going this way so if they crisscross it's not the end of the world in fact if I had to have it I would rather have Tyone be the good guy than Smiley be the good guy to be yeah. perfectly honest because I think Tyone has a higher upside than, than Drew Smiley does at this point in his career. Um, thanks to everybody that has joined in the chat. Uh, hit the like button. Hit the like button while you're at it. We're up late. Yeah, two-hour rain delay does it to you, huh? Got to tell you. Big Jeez. of us to come on here and do this Gotta show. Got to tell <laughs> Credit to us. Oh. Uh, Becky says, yeah, Tyone has has pitched better. So No, yeah. And well, and then I agree with your point that like what Stroman obviously is – the guy you need to, to get right, right? He might but, be the most important thing on on the team the rest of the yeah, season. And I yeah. think you know, he, he talked about the hip and said it had been bothering him, but you know, as a competitor, um, it's gonna be one of those things where he feels like he's good enough to go out and, and pitch. Um hopefully this break, however long that it lasts for him, um, you know, hopefully he comes back and he feels obviously healthy, more like himself, is not playing with his own mechanics try to get around it and he can find his stuff and someone you know said in the, in the chat that smiley wasn't going to start a um playoff game anyway which i agree right. with he's, he's, he's not he's probably going to go regardless to, to the bullpen is if the cubs make the playoffs um but he does have to start games for you down the stretch that's where i'm saying is as far as 
the the good outcome for the Cubs in terms of Drew Smiley is you can get him right for the last two months of the season because he has to start games for you. Maybe you, I mean, maybe you, they end up uh, putting Wisniewski or Assad or whoever in there. But as of right now, Drew Smiley is in the rotation. He's going to have to start games for you, and that's why I'm saying playoffs notwithstanding, like Smiley has to get right because every fifth day they need him to be good. And one of the things that has developed this season, um, it's not a disappointment, but it's maybe a little bit of a surprise, is that even though the farm system is in a much better place than it was several years ago, obviously, you're still not able to go down at this moment. And even though we know that the rebuild is coming with arms, those arms are still far enough away or haven't developed quickly enough for that final step to get to the big leagues. Like we we saw Killian last year. Great. He pitched well tonight. I would love to see him be here for a little bit and have some success. Yeah. That, that's what you're hoping for. But, you know, I mean, last year we were sitting here early in the season and everybody was begging for him to come up thinking it was Mark Pryor coming yeah, up right? to the big like, leagues, you know? The hype, the hype was yeah. very it was real. real for, for and so I, I that would, just hasn't happened. The farm system hasn't totally given yeah. you everything you want yet. I think that if it wasn't August, I'd be very much open, more open to seeing Jordan Wicks or – Ben Brown or whoever in a in a starting role like that's what the Cubs envision those guys they envision those guys to be starters when they come up they're not gonna they're not gonna do the Justin Steele Keegan Thompson route come out of the bullpen and then make your way to be a starter I, I genuinely think that they're gonna try and make those guys starters I just I think you're setting them up for failure if you're putting them in these important games that you need to win in a in a, in a pennant race you know what I mean uh how the Cubs feel about that, if that, what I just said, with that said, if they did call up Jordan Wicks or Ben Brown or whoever, I would absolutely get up for it. I would, yeah. that would be exciting to yeah. see. It might not go well, but I'd like to right. see. I'd be excited. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, excited I'm not saying don't do it because, uh, you know, it's not the right move or the right. I'm just saying that I think there's a lot of risk in that. It can hurt a guy's confidence. You're, you know, you can hurt trade value for the offseason, just saying. Uh, so I, 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 I'm just saying that the, there's risk with some of that because, like Ryan said, you don't know what you're going to get out of those guys. But, again, I, they do have high upside, and I do think that maybe out of the bullpen they could be effective, especially someone like Ben yeah, Brown. Yeah, maybe bullpen. Right. I, but, like, as a starter, yeah. it's just like that's it, a lot of pressure to put is. on a rookie pitcher in a playoff race. They don't have any major league experience. So that's what I'm saying. If, it, if this was, like, June or – you know, May, May, June, or you know, July, and you're up in and you're up in the standings or something, a different scenario than the Cubs this year. Then, then yeah, maybe. You know, I think we would have probably already seen some of these guys if the Cubs had sold, but they didn't, and we're in a playoff race, and like the games matter, and so I just don't think they're going to risk uh, with some of these young dudes uh, down the stretch. And so yeah, like they, I still think that. They have there's, – there's a little bit of a leash for, for Smiley still, but I do think the the best possible outcome or the best way of going things is is probably doing some sort of piggyback role type thing mm-hmm. with him because I just don't feel confident in him going five innings. And he's given up too many homers. I mean, it, it is kind of like what Luke said. Like, they, they him and Tyone have kind of reversed roles yeah. – but yeah, I'd rather have Tyone be better than Smiley beat one because he's getting paid more. But also, like he does have <laughs> the true. higher upside. We, we did talk and, about and he'll like, be here longer. And he, yeah, he's gonna be here longer. We so. did talk about piggybacking, like like I think spring training. Yeah, that, and then it didn't really come out like yeah. for a while. But now it's like maybe that's a role that Smiley gets put in. Like like I said, the last one he had against in St. Louis was good. Four yeah. and a third, one run, like had a great. Low outing after Wisniewski came, uh, you know, pitched two innings and I came just, out. I am confused to why they went with the opener for Smiley's starts, technically or, or not technically, but what the days that he was supposed to yeah. pitch. His they turn. went with two with two opener or with the opener the two times he was uh, supposed to be a starter against the Cardinals. The Cubs won both games, like you said. He didn't do great in the first one. But the second one, he was great. I don't know why they didn't just keep going with that. I think that. part of it was they just had to do with the lineups that the Cardinals have and what they're kind of 
built around obviously the right the righties and like something we've talked about is the lefties have been hurting him a lot more than we than That's usual this true. year um yeah. and so maybe having I don't, I don't, of course it, the righties tonight hurt him anyway because pete alonzo just hits homers off yeah everyone. i don't know so <laughs> But. So um, I I think lineup line uh, opposing lineups had something to do with it. Seeing them twice in like a week had some something to do with that. I don't know, but uh, that's that's kind of I feel like that's a little more of a fluid type um, situation as far as will we see Smiley back in a piggyback type thing? Possibly. Um, they got they have to do something um, you know to help get him right. And you know Gary keeps mentioning the off days. They do have three coming up. Yeah. Have one what this week? A bullpen needs two next off days. For two sure. next week. Two next yeah. week. We have one this Thursday, I want to say, and then mm. two next more next week. Monday, Thursday. Yeah, so it'll it'll help. They, these guys have been p- playing. There was a, what ended up being sixteen games in a row, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So there was a help. comment in the chat from Dingers Cards about like the vibe after losing this one or whatever. Um, is this a huge? Is this loss a huge momentum shifter or just a slight bump in the road? Kind of nervous for the last forty nine games, but I love it at the same time. And for me, I just think it's you know, it's just one game, and I think that they like the. It's not like you have to go up against Scherzer or Verlander the next two days. You got Tyone tomorrow, I believe. You know, I I do feel better about the rest of the series. This I. I I, I, I felt like they needed Smiley to de- deliver a April-May type performance for them tonight to win, considering what the bullpen situation was. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, didn't have, and that's yeah. why they lost. So here we are. Home <laughs> runs. That's why they lost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to our plate for world-famous wings. Delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials and dollar drinks all day every day you heard me right six dollar drinks all day every day check out the seafood specials nineteen dollars and 83 cents for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of that anniversary on the fourth of every month hooters is hosting throwback events bringing the 80s back with 83 cent wings and other great specials you heard me 80 83 after you go hooters get there after you get your hooters after you eat your 83 wings for you could eat 83 now that would for all my friends (laughs) for us you think you could eat 83 of those wings no i I don't i do not (laughs) i'd have to have well now if i had a lot to drink then i'd just be full uh yeah i couldn't do it uh but if you had a a very large group of friends that were perhaps going to go to a beautiful historic wrigley field after because of game time then you know maybe 83 would have been enough and then 83 cents it's worth a try yeah exactly uh and like i said you're gonna go to wrigley field after you go to hooters because that just sounds like an absolute day to me go on game time get your tickets all right buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun. You'll have, I went to beautiful historic Wrigley Field Sunday, and I went on Thursday, all thanks to game time. They just give you the picture. Yeah. It shows you exactly where you're basically going to be. Of course, it's a little weird because the bleachers, you can sit wherever you want, but um, oh, other spots around the ballpark, it basically shows you. And it shows you if there's a pole in the way, too, which is clutch, which is clutch. Our friend at DMVR, Susie Hunter, she should have used game time whenever <laughs> she went to Wrigley Field. Way to throw her under the bus. Yeah. I, well, I just can't – I still can't believe that was her one experience at Wrigley Field was sitting behind, behind a pole. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So, again, just walk around. game time is a place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the dis- difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time Download. The Game Time app right now, create an account and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. Again, create an account with and redeem with code CHGO for $20 off. Download download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Very nice. Cubs pounded by the Mets 11-2. to The game took, what, uh, five hours? Five hours. Way too fucking long, that's for sure. It felt like seven. Two hour and uh, If you're listening to this in podcast form on Tuesday and you didn't watch the rest of the game, good for you. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, those of us joining us in live chat, we're still having fun. Brendan has a super chat and says, can we talk about Palencia? He wasn't good. I gave up a three-run home run, and like looking it's a at Danny Mendick. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's his his whole thing is control right now. Yeah, like he's command. Girardi said it. He's he's got the stuff. And he throws hard totally. enough. It's just and that was kind of the thing that people talked about about him in the minors too. Yeah. So I know he kind of gives off the vibe of like a you know a Dylan Maples perhaps, but. He's barely, he doesn't even have 10 appearances in the major league level yet. Yeah, like, that was that might have been his 10th or 11th, something like that. I, but it's basically what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, he's, he's only got Maples like, was given a lot of chances. I he think only he has five rate. less appearances than yeah. uh, Tucker Barnhart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just he, think you got to ride it out a little bit with him, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of what we talked about with like Jeremiah Estrada and some of these other guys that, you know, have the kind of stuff and, and have some success in the minor leagues. And they come up and just can't find it consistently. Like actually, Palencia had some pretty solid outings for like most of his first um, appearances. It was just more low, more lower leverage type stuff. End of game, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as high, as much higher leverage. Um, yeah, the last couple of outings. He, I mean, he had the one. Was that Friday? No, Saturday. He gave up two runs in, an, in a third of an inning. Yeah. And then today, yeah, obviously he gave up a three-run home run. I, and it was all based off of the walks. He walked the bases loaded on Saturday against the Braves, I'm pretty sure. Then two he, walks tonight. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, and I think he walked the bases loaded. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where he has the the, the stuff, like the uh, his fastball, high 90s, sometimes triple digits, whatever. Um, you know, he's got the kind of stuff that you would, I guess, want your – um, you know, a bullpen guy to have. It's just, like you guys said, the command is obviously an issue. Um, I think just getting him more experience is going to be very beneficial for him. It just kind of sucks for him that the Cubs are in this win-now mode right now. Like, if it was last year and they brought him up, he, they could kind of just keep throwing him out there, mm-hmm. test him out in higher leverage, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's they can't really do that. Um, they have to kind of pick their spots with him and – he, I mean, he's got to be better, obviously, but it's it's a tough situation all around because they are in, in this win now mode. Uh, they're not the focus isn't on developing young guys right now. They're they're winning games. They're trying to win games. They you know sat Seiya Suzuki for however many games in a row, three games in a row, right? He mm-hmm. pinch hit later in the game today, but wasn't in the starting lineup. Like they're not worried about his development specifically right now. They're trying to win games. Some, you know, Daniel Palencia, like the, again, if if this was. Even if it was earlier in the season, right? Like maybe even May, maybe he gets a, a few, a little bit more run in like a higher leverage type moment, even medium leverage type moment, yeah. um, and, and kind of continue to get his feet wet at the big league level, put him in situations a little uncomfortable, and see how he does. Um, right now, they don't necessarily have that op- that yeah that uh, um, that room to do that, and yeah, he's he's he hasn't been good the last two times out. Um, I think the Cubs still feel very highly on him or else they wouldn't have converted him to a reliever this year. It's just another one of those where it's like you can't sit there and just hope this guy develops. Like you got, if you're the Cubs, you're winning games, and he just needs to be better if he's going to stick in this bullpen. That's that's where it comes down to. He's got to be better and, and do better in the spots they're giving him because they're winning games. They're not worried about developing him specifically. Like That's, that's not the, the highest item on the to-do list for him or for the Cubs. Uh, yeah, Daniel Palencia, when he gets the opportunity, he's just got to be better. Last right. few times out haven't been that, but I, they do obviously still see something in him that they're keeping him around and giving him these opportunities. I mean, I'll say this much. I mean, it was 7-2 to two when they brought him out there, so it was, clear, it was very clear that they were just throwing him out there to try and see if he could bounce back mm-hmm. from the, the parents on Saturday. It's, you know, he's had some, some, some decent moments. I mean, his major league debut was in the most <laughs> – high leverage moment he possibly you could possibly put someone in their major league debut uh what in milwaukee 
and he uh, was part of like it was it was uh, he was in the game whenever Hap threw out the runner at home to end the game, right? Right. Um. Yeah. He threw strikes that day. Uh. You know, he gave up a few hits. Or whatever. He also got some big outs as well. So they he's had he's had some good appearances, and obviously he's had these last two have not been good. I think he's definitely falling out of the circle of trust if he ever was in it. But I guess on the flip side of that is Jose Quas, I think, has put himself in the circle of trust. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. He's pitched He pitched twice. really good against it's the Braves. It's been a small sample. Yeah, I wouldn't go up. that far, but I think he's... Listen, you do that. A, you do nice what step. Jose Quas did on Sunday against the yeah, Braves. He's not in the circle of trust yet, but he could... He's he earning, could he's earning more it. opportunities. Cody right. wants a shirt. Jose Quas <laughs> is in the circle of trust. <laughs> Listen, I feel better about Jose Quas right now than I do Daniel Palencia. When's I never the, thought I'd say that. When's the Quastown Classic? <laughs> oh, wow. That was Don't awesome. make me be Man, a Jose Quas He's making dad jokes. He's not even there yet. I know. Wow, that's, that's the youngest something guy I should have come set. up with. I also said earlier that they keep calling him Scott F. Ross, but they should be calling him Scott F. Quas. <laughs> God. You've been You're hanging welcome. out with the beat people. It's, way, it's way too late. Yeah, that's that's a brat. That's, You're welcome for that. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody in the chat that is still hanging out with us live, late. Are we at, are we in morning time yet? Almost. 15 minutes five. away from 15 minutes Luke's away gotta from be up in like four Tuesday hours. in our time. Going to be up soon. Uh, <laughs> do you so somebody in the chat earlier was asking about they said about the playoff chances, right? And right. This, I, I saw fan graphs was like 50 something. Um, they were uh, before the like game 52 percent, something like 52% that. 52 percent before the game, but they uh, said they're down to 48 percent. Baseball reference had them at like 70 percent or something. Someone in the like, chat said somebody that, yeah. wants to. And in pregame, wanted to know too. Who do you trust? Yeah, I, like, I don't know the difference, honestly. I, I go with the you know Corey. Corey has said this is a Fangraphs podcast, so I just mm-hmm. go with it. <laughs> Fangraphs has them forty-eight point six percent, which compared to where they were two and a half weeks ago, yeah, it's still way better. It's a huge, huge jump yeah. for them because of that eight-game win streak and what were they like 13 13 and 3 or something like that like a 16 yeah. game stretch. like they they had a great I don't trust either one I usually game. trust Dell Metrics and right now it's 50-50 I don't know what Dell Metrics says 50-50 Dell Metrics says we're going to the playoffs chance they're going to make the playoffs <laughs> Dell Metrics says we're going to the playoffs Dell Metrics has a 100% chance oh 100% chance Dell Metrics says we're going to the playoffs well that's a I fell in love with forecast. this team on August 6 2023 we're going to the playoffs that's that what Dell Metrics a couple days ago huh no it was yesterday you don't even want to hear my predictions. I put it in the Slack channel last week. It's a stretch. World Series. Yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. No one responded to it. I don't even know if I saw well, it. Well, I saw it. I was waiting it, and for then the I was Island, like, Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was so serious. I, I am serious. I saw it, and I just wanted to be like, man, Sarah's really... She's really taking my role as the... Yeah. As, as the... Super de, fan. As the delusional yeah, super the fan. irrational right? super fan. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I respect she it. She's coming for your job. I, got, I, I respect it. Uh, Becky, by the way, said something nice. She said something like, uh, Luke, Cody, Ryan, I, I like she watching said, and listening to you guys. I like to be in pain with you or something. Becky said, we are cool <laughs> to watch and listen. Becky like to be, to be upset, upset etc. Et with, with you guys. <laughs> as long Glad as you're not upset at us, Becky. Yeah. Upset with us is okay. Yeah. Uh, Cody, tell us about Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Well, Corey tells it better, but I will. Uh, try to do as good as him. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup with great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards, Illinois' favorite dispensary, uh, some of the favorites out there, Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Uh, Good News, which is uh, gummies, a rechargeable, rechargeable vape pen and cart, perfect for great moments with the crew. And a whole lot more, guys. Through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions that's not only for new customers anyone can use our code pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or an illinois med card holder cardinal fan yelled at me on twitter the other day and asked me what i was smoking and i said i use sunnyside that's where i get my stuff so 
I told company him to use code. I told company him man. to use code CHGO25. Microdosing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Absol- absolutely. Uh... Becky says, I'm never upset at you guys. Never. I'll be upset with you guys. <laughs> with Along you. with you guys. Well, it's there nice to know that someone isn't upset at us. No, that's always nice. A lot of people, it feels like they, they get upset at us sometimes. You know what you'll never be upset with? Choosing Lewis University. Students are just like you. <laughs> full-time jobs, families, full-time <laughs> sports fans, too. Go back to school to earn a respected degree at Lewis University. 35 miles southwest of Chicago and Romeoville, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We offer career support and academic resources for adult students. If you're looking to complete a bachelor's degree or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. Cybersecurity is one of them. Can't think of anything bigger going on in our country right now, but they've got that. And they're also recognized by the Department of Homeland Security Center as a center of academic excellence in cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. Lots of different programs, criminal justice, business programs, tech programs. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you find a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. You can do this at Lewis. Yeah. Reminds me of Waterboy. You can do it. <laughs> and that was like every Adam Sandler movie. Uh, what's his name? Rob Schneider. Rob yeah. Schneider. It's every single Rob one. Rob Schneider's character is always the same. If you didn't know. You me and Rob Schneider's Filipino? Yeah. I didn't know that. Good for him. Like half or something. Makes me feel good. That's my... Rob that's Schneider I mean. was also the coffee maker guy. Did you ever see that old skit? Where he'd stand by the, the Xerox machine and be like... Rob, Robberino. He didn't know the people's names, and he. Oh, look it up. It's funny. <laughs> okay, making coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna be up late, so I guess I'll get on oh, YouTube look, when I get look home. Look it up. <laughs> making copies. Make the copy man, Copperino. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. It's late. Check it out. It's way too late. It is weird hours. Hey, almost. we got 32 likes. How many people are still hanging with us at this ancient hour after a horrible loss? 78 that is so kind too. of you if Thank like you. 40 more of you could hit the uh, thumbs up on the way out when we finally leave tonight we'd appreciate it we're going to be back for uh post game of course the next couple games hopefully they can turn around when we were talking about the post game chances i was thinking this is slightly different than losing the first game to the braves mm. but it's nice you know or first game in a series to somebody else, but coming off that homestand, it it still it still stings a little bit to me. It's just a, it was a it's bad the Mets. game. It's the Mets, and it was just a bad game. It was a bad game. I think you feel worse about the rain delay. I think You're right. Really, it's the rain really delay. It's the down. rain guess, delay that really sunk my spirit. Yeah, the rain day really <laughs> ruined your day. I guess what bothers me is the fact that Milwaukee and the Reds won. But in the grand, like when I think about it, though is I was expecting one win against the Braves this weekend. The Cubs somehow messed around and won two games and somehow put themselves in a playoff spot for a day. Of course, those two teams bounce back today. The Cubs lose, so you're back at the position that you were after Saturday. So right. now you have a chance to get back to where you were Sunday, tomorrow. You got a, you're a, a pitcher who's been pitching better of late. And again, you're, you're going up against a Mets team that – they're not rolling out the same dudes yeah. you saw back in May. Um, and I'll give Kodai Senga credit. He was good tonight. Uh, he was a guy we all wanted on the Cubs, <laughs> you know. So uh, weird how he said he wanted to go play for a competitive team. I uh, hate to see that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't – I just – this is one, one game. Now, if they lose tomorrow, I'll probably be a little bit more angry just because, like, they've won six straight series and you just got to keep winning games. And the Mets are – I, I know they're technically still kind of in it, but they're—I mean—they sold off guys, right? Like they'd have to go on an insane run to really get yeah. really get back in it. But um, you know, they do have a decent lineup, and you know, they're they're not the Rockies or you know teams like that. So 
Yeah, if, if they lose tomorrow, I'll, I'll be uh, very much more annoyed. But listen, I feel like they're over this long stretch since like mid since the All Star break. Every time they've lost, they've bounced back, except one time against I think it was Boston against well. No, they lost. Charlie says Louis. Mets, Braves, Reds, Nats lost the first game to all of them. Yeah, well, yeah. they lost this. They lost the last game in, in St. Louis, then came home, lost the first game against sure. the Reds. Sure, I, I and you know I know they lost two or three against the Red Sox, whatever. But like for the most part, after a loss, they've bounced back in the second half. So yeah. they just got to keep it going. Like they have the, one of the best records in baseball since the All Star break. You just, just got to keep it going since since even well before like early like that start of that Giants series, mm-hmm. but. I think the the way I look at it is like this game stunk for sure, but the Cubs going on the run they did, getting as close as they have, like they're still only two and a half games out of the Central, they're still only a game back in the wild card. Like doing all that gave them a lot more of a margin for error and the ability to withstand a just complete dud like this. It was a bad game, like overall, like the the offense. Uh, I know there was that, I think it was the fifth inning when it seemed like they had something going and then Hap overran third, couldn't quite hold on to it and got tagged out at the end of the inning. Yeah. Um, the pitching wasn't great for the most part. Like, it was a bad game overall, but by doing what they've done since the All-Star break over the last few weeks and honestly since June, at, at least part of that, like doing all of that and, and getting as close and, and making up as much ground as they have, like they have afforded themselves the ability to have this, you know, type of just bad loss and it not feel like it's sinking in the season. It, it goes back to that that game the uh, Friday against the Braves, eight nothing overall bad game. Offense never got going. Pitching wasn't great, and then they they went back and won two against the Braves the next two days. Because and, and even that game, I remember you asking on the show, Luca, does that kind of kill like, the buzz? Did it kill the buzz? And my thing was like it shouldn't because. Did they get beat pretty badly? Sure. Same thing that they did today, but they've made up so much ground and done so much good for themselves the last few weeks that games are going to have, they're not going to win every game. Like they're going to lose. Shower it off and come back yeah, tomorrow. They're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're going to wash it away, wash it away, go back, and all, go back to the park the next day and try to win and a also game. Also, they didn't have, like, there was some bad luck on their end tonight, too. Like the one inning where they scored the one run, it was three to one at the time. What? Horner gets called on the strikeout on a borderline pitch that, whatever, it could have gone either way. <laughs> Barely cuts. Right. It and was then close. Hap hits the line drive that, of course, gives us the Rafael Ortega revenge game with the sliding catch. Uh, and, you know, Bellinger drives a run in and then Swanson strikes out. But that inning might have gone a lot different if Horner gets the walk and Hap's ball lands and then Bellinger comes up and drives in a run. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a tie game Maybe. after that inning if the luck kind of goes their way with the the umpire and the human element bullshit and Hap's ball perhaps dropping. Yeah. So well, I think my point was just they have done enough good the last few weeks that they can have a loss like this and it not feel like yeah, the end doomsday. of the world or doomsday or the the season sinking or even the buzzes being killed. Like, like Luke said, you, you go, you hit the showers, wash it away, go to sleep, come back the next day, try to win a ball game because oh. you have gotten yourself to a point where all you got to do tomorrow is just win. Like, just go out, just go win some games. Like, you can withstand really the Cubs. You can withstand this loss because you have gotten yourself to a point where this loss isn't going to sink your season anymore. Yeah. Go back and win the next two games against the Mets. Get one in Toronto and then feast on the White Sox and feast on the Royals. Now, the White Sox game next week, we have the takeover, our first one at Wrigley Field. So make sure you go to all chgo.com, see if you can get your crosstown takeover tickets. Uh, We're going to be there. We're going to hang out at a Goose Island bar to be named. I asked in Slack. We're going to find out. We're going to find out, but I guarantee it's going to have. a Goose Island tied to it, and Goose Island, of course, is the official beer of CHGO, is it not, Ryan? That is true. CHGO, we love Goose Island over here. Goose Island is Chicago's beer since 1988. You just look at their beer roster, it's almost as good as, like, the Atlanta Braves roster right now. You got the Goose IPA, Tropical <laughs> Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Sarah was Pills. on that. I know, right? <laughs> um, Cody, what is your favorite beer right now? 
Oh, I had the summer shandy yesterday, actually. Um, but 312 has been the go-to here at it's the classic. office. Yeah, I threw in two, still mine, but like I said... Pocket, I like a pocket pilsner. Yeah, like I said, the Goose IPA, six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style, citrus aroma, bold hop finish, tropical beer hug, dry hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol, that's dangerously easy to drink, Cody should beer bat that anyway, but we'll talk about that, uh, the full pocket pills, Let it go. an everyday beer, <laughs> it's what the brewers are drinking, um, Luke mentioned uh, we got the... CHGO, the Crosstown Takeover next week. I may stop by. You never know. Me and me, maybe me and Vinny Duber come hang out. Um, but yeah, so grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Let's get to the best part of the night, okay. and that is. Who you got? It's the most important right. important thing for the season, I've been told. Right, it is. Won. And I won. Luke Thanks won. to Sarah <laughs> reminding me that nobody had taken Bellinger, so I dumped the Palatine Pounder Talkman before the game, and I took Bellinger, and that increases my substantial lead in who you got this season. Uh, that takes us right up to midnight, which means it is technically Tuesday, the night and day that I win the Mega Millions 1.5 billion dollars so trying. it's been nice knowing you guys good luck on the podcast yeah. well i'm gonna win he's trying to manifest i'm gonna win the playoffs and world series who you got like i did last year i'm gonna smoke you guys in that one so that's all that matters <laughs> i'll take that over a mega millions well i guess i gotta start working <laughs> no. on i know you wouldn't yeah, I am bragging rights <laughs> I, I, gotta, I guess i'll start working on being my 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 luke stuckmeyer impression that's of, right. Of being the leader of the show. Listen, if I win the Mega Millions, <laughs> I'll buy you guys ice cream more than once. Oh. I'll send ice cream over. You know, the ice cream truck will come outside. I'm going to hold you to that at least. I'm going to hold you to the ice cream. Get you some ice cream. Get if, you a candy bar. If, How he, many, if Luke Stuckmeyer wins the Mega Millions. What do you like? An orange push-up? Do you like the, uh, you like the uh, chocolate with the uh, cookie covered on the outside? Or Ooh, do you do like, like uh, Yeah. what's your go-to at the ice cream truck? It's definitely like the cookie with the ice cream on the inside, like the M&M's. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's probably the go-to one. But if you if you just stop showing up because you won Mega Millions and don't follow through with the ice cream, people, I've been telling people lately, Luke, I'm a big grudge guy. <laughs> I know. You, nobody holds a grudge like no Cody. Holds if he doesn't get his like free me. ice cream when I win Mega Millions. <laughs> I want this free ice cream thing. I, I won't forget. <laughs> Thanks to All everybody right. that joined us. Eleven to two, Mets beat the Cubs. Uh, back for post game on Tuesday, uh, and we appreciate all of you until Tuesday's game. Thanks for watching, as always, and fly the W.